Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. For the 13th time, lucky number 13, it's Friday. You guys are getting this on Friday and it's the 13th episode. Just realize that. For the 13th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. I'm talking about whether Dak or Wentz is better. And I'm I'm answering a, a follower question. Asking, is Cortland Sutton on his way to being a top five wide receiver in the league? This is going to be a good one. I think you guys are going to like this one. That Dak and Wentz conversation, the the Dak and Wentz thing went back and forth with me for a minute, though. Like I, I didn't know who to pick. I had to like work on that one. Whoever submitted that one, I mean, it's a pretty obvious one. It's a normal argument that folks are having. There, these two guys are in the same division. You know, they've even thrown the same number of touchdowns. I didn't know that. It's crazy what you do when you do a little research. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, go leave a review. It would mean a lot. Even just rating it. Drop a five star. Drop a four star. Whatever you got to do, you tell me what you think. Let's get to our sponsors. Episode 13 of Not Joe Flacco, the podcast is brought to you by unemployment insurance because this COVID shit has your boy furloughed. So I got time now to argue with you motherfuckers. I got time to post all sorts of stuff. I got time to beg you for reviews. Go review. I got time to do all this stuff now. I'm going to be working on some things. I'm going to be working on some things. I'm going to get some work done. I'm going to make some money. But I'm going to get that COVID money for the next couple months. Big pay cut. But hopefully it turns into, hopefully I get a podcast out of it. Wouldn't that be nice? We come out, out of all this COVID stuff and you guys have an extra podcast to listen to. And I've got an extra commitment every week on top of my wife and kids and presumably a job that starts up again. So thank you to our sponsors, Unemployment Insurance. Now we get to who's better, where we take two players and compare their career or their future to figure out scientifically, based on a panel of experts that is just me, who is the better player. Okay, who's better? 
Dacker Wentz, Carson or Prescott, who is the best quarterback in the NFC East? I'm blown away at how even statistically these guys are. They've thrown about the same amount of passes. They have exactly the same number of touchdown passes. The yards per attempt is like right there. Dax slightly ahead. And I'm 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 shocked. Dak is having a really nice career. And so is Wentz. But I gotta pick one. So statistically, I'm gonna give the edge to Dak because of what he brings in the running game. He's got 21 touchdowns in his first four seasons here with his legs. And that's something that that and, and an extra like five or six hundred yards career rushing yards. And that's just something that I don't think you have to worry about as much with Wentz. And he's certainly not getting into the end zone like that. So because he's got the higher yards per attempt, because he's got the the decisive, even though he's thrown the same amount of touchdown passes, decisive um, you know, leader in overall touchdowns. I'm gonna go with Dak as being as as having the better career so far. And especially because Dak's won a playoff game. But I know what the Eagles fans are gonna say. And so let's just let's just cover it. The Cowboys offense is especially now. The first couple years up to, you know, getting Amari Cooper. Dak and uh, the Eagles were about even in terms of talent. The, the Cowboys and Eagles were about even in terms of talent. If you just look at, you know, the number of pro bowlers that they sent to the pro bowl every year. So in once in when every year, both of these guys has played with multiple Pro Bowlers. Dak has played with more. And that's partly a function of, um, because most of these guys, most of the Pro Bowls from these two teams come from the offensive line. Lane Johnson, uh, Brooks, and Jason Peters and Kelsey on the Eagles. And then uh, uh, the recently retired uh, Travis Frederick, um, and uh, Ty- Tyron Smith and and these and uh, Zach Martin, I think I got all those names right. Jesus, I just I kind of did that off the top of my head. And those are offensive linemen for teams I don't really follow. Uh, but Wentz has had three, three, four, and two counting back. So counting backwards from 2019, three, three, four, and two Pro Bowl teammates. Dak has had five, four, four, and five. And again, most of these Pro Bowl selections are coming from the uh, are coming from the uh, the offensive line. But Wentz has only played with one skill position player that has gone over a thousand yards. I know that's kind of arbitrary to look at it like that because systems and the way running backs are used and things like that. But what the Eagles fans are going to say is that Wentz doesn't have any skill position talent around him. 
And I'm inclined to believe them. Because for for as even statistically as these, as these two guys are, especially the last two years, I mean, Dak sent Zeke, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper to the Pro Bowl this year. Wentz didn't have a single person that cracked 1,000 yards. The Eagles are known for their, their drop passes. It's the meme du jour. Especially around coronavirus. You don't see me doing any coronavirus memes. It's too easy. And by that I mean like, oh, wear this, you can't catch it, blah, blah, blah. It's lazy. It's like, the, it's like March and April 2020. It's like this version of the garbage can meme, which as some of you, hopefully all of you know, I abhor and uh, and completely stay away from. So getting back to the topic at hand, Dak versus Wentz. Dak has gotten to play with Zeke every year of his career. And Zeke has gone over 1,000 yards every year of his career, except for that one season where he only played in 10 games, but he still had like 950 yards rushing. So I'm just going to give him credit for the for the ten, for the thousand yards. So every year, Dak has played with somebody that's gone over a thousand yards. And this last season, he went played with three guys: Zeke, Gallup, and Amari. All went over a thousand yards. Once has only ever played with one guy. That's his fucking tight end. That has gone over a thousand yards. So while the offensive lines look good, and statistically these guys are about even, once admittedly does not have the talent around him that Dak does. And, you know, I don't like the hypotheticals. Well, if this guy had this guy and this guy had this guy. I hate those. Because it's always it's always to, to take a guy who's had a great career and try and tear him down. versus just saying like okay this is this is my guy and this is why I think he's best All right it's like oh he didn't he didn't have hall of fame quarterbacks imagine what he'd do in this offense or as a quarterback oh he had he had a hall of fame wide receiver he wouldn't have done anything without him it's like you can't th- th- those arguments are so stupid you you can't pull those things apart We've got one reality that we live in. And so we've got to we got to deal with this as, as it sits. Is Wentz probably the more quote unquote talented quarterback? Yeah, and I think that's why one of them went number two overall and the other guy went fourth over in the fourth round. I think Wentz probably has the the better arm talent. Right, and this is listen. That's what the that's what the scouts and the general managers decided. Right, once was worth the second overall pick in the draft, and Dak wasn't. So we've got, and and they were taken in the same draft, and so you've got you've got some very clear lines here between these two guys. That once is probably the more talented guy with the higher ceiling. At this point, Dak has the higher floor 
He's he's more sturdy. He's got the rushing yards. He's able to, you know, the he's got the talent around him. He doesn't have to stand out. So just by nature of his surroundings, I think Dak has the higher floor. Wentz is operating on a, on a bit more of a tightrope. And within all that, now you've got to, now we say, okay, we like Dak's extra rushing touchdowns that he brings, but how much extra help does having Zeke and Amari and Michael Gallup give him? And then it's, and it's like, okay, well, but then Dak had Jason Garrett and, and, uh, um, you know, Carson Wentz has, um, God, forget his fucking name. The, the Eagles coach. You'll look it up. You'll remind me. And so Doug Peterson. And so I, I think you can, you can go both ways with this. I think Carson Wentz has had the better coach and I think that Dak has the better talent. And what do you know? They're about even in terms of actual production. So I'm going to give it to the guy. God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to give it to the guy who's had the better career so far. And that's Dak. With the caveat. God damn, I've used caveat twice on this fucking podcast. With the caveat that I still think Wentz has the higher ceiling. And so I think Dak has done, obviously done more with what he's got than Wentz did with what he got. But I would still take Wentz for the next six years. All things being equal, I'd rather have Wentz quarterback in my team than Dak. So Dak's had the better career to this point. And usually that means they're going to have the better career long term. But if I if I had to trade for one of those two guys and, and everything was even, if I, if I had to pick one of those two guys to quarterback the Niners, I'd pick Wentz. And that's just a that's just a stupid hunch and a feeling. But I'd take once. So who's better? Has been better, Dak. Will be better. Rolling the dice on on Wentz staying healthy and the Eagles getting somebody to either run the ball for him or catch the ball for him. Somebody. I like Miles Sanders. I think he could be good. But they gotta they should do something. It's, and you, but you don't need receivers. And I talked about this on the Wentz on the on the Wentz segment where I did, you know, just he have uh, MVP. Um, is is he a potential MVP? And I and and I said he's actually set up better because of the lack of talent around him. So if Wentz goes out and puts up another monster season, and again without the talent around him or the talent that he had last season, then I think I I think that will probably put it to bed that that. Wentz is the better quarterback. He's just in a in a worse situation from a talent surrounding standpoint. So who's better? I'm gonna go with Wentz. Although Dak has surprised me with how nice a career he's had. Now that I'm like actually diving into the numbers, you're not gonna believe this, but the meme pages we normally don't really give a shit about numbers. We're just out there fucking throwing a hot takeout, seeing if it rolls. See, it's like rolling a grenade into a fucking tent. We're just gonna see what happens. I'm just gonna roll this out here, see what happens. And then all of a sudden you gotta defend yourself and all sorts, of, or you don't. You know, some of these pages I don't talk to you guys. I talk to you. I like arguing with you. So for right now, Wentz. I'm taking Wentz, who's is better than Dak.
Hey, uh, not Joe, do you think Cortland Sutton has the potential to be a top five wide receiver over the next few years? All right, JJ, so great question. You phrased it, it's a little easy. Of course he's got the potential to be a top five receiver or a top three receiver. Tons of guys have potential. Is he set up for it, and does he have the the pedigree? Though is these are the things that I that that I love to dive into from a number standpoint and and everything else. And so I pulled. He's had a I and this has floated under the radar for me. Yeah, you know, I watch probably more football than certainly more football than than I think. <laughs> the average person um, and and have probably more fantasy teams than the average person. But I just, Cortland Sutton hasn't been on my radar. So I, JJ, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to dive in here and look at, and look at his, his young career so far. So when I'm looking uh, for young receivers to invest in, in, in fantasy, I'm usually looking at, at guys that have really, really strong yards per reception, like over 14, over 15. And because those are the guys that, you know, they, they break defenses. And those are the guys that are going to, um, uh, they're more likely to break a long pass. Like the, you know, and, and that statistic is, is a, a fairly common through line. And so I looked at the receivers that in their first two years did as well as Cortland Sutton or better. And so those numbers, so in his first two years, 114 catches and 15.93, which is phenomenal, 15.93 yards per reception. And here's... Here's what we got. Only six names since the year 2000. So only six names this century have had a better first two years than Cortland Sutton. And Julio Jones is on this list. And Calvin Johnson is on this list. But the guy who tops it is Josh Gordon, who in his first two years had 2,451 yards 17.89 yards per reception. 17.89 yards per reception over two years. Julio was only at 16.22. But those are, so you've got Josh Gordon, Deshaun Jackson, Calvin Johnson, Sammy Watkins, and Julio Jones. Those are the five that are in front of Cortland Sutton. Those are the only five receivers since 2000 that have had more than 114 receptions and more than and a higher than 15.93 yards per reception. Now, some of those guys aren't top five receivers and have never been. Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson. But three of those guys have laid claim to being the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, Calvin Johnson's going to the Hall of Fame. Josh Gordon was phenomenal in his first year or two in in the league. And Julio, we know who Julio is at this point. 
So for him to be in this territory is is uh, j- just phenomenal. And and again, flew under my radar. Now, Sammy Watkins, despite what he did to Richard Sherman in uh, in the Super Bowl, you know, I I don't consider him a top five receiver. He may be in the top ten, but I doubt it. There's so many good receivers. But nobody's gotten off to quite the start that Cortland Sutton has. And, but now we get into, okay, so who are the top five receivers? And if you just look at yards, you've got, uh, over the last three years, you've got Julio, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans. Those are the top five in yards, and then Tyreek Hill is, is pretty close there. And so it's this is gonna this is the hardest era ever to sneak into the top five wide receivers at any given time. This is probably the given that it's the easiest time to throw the ball. Receivers are bigger and stronger and faster than they've ever been. The rules against the defenders are easier than they've ever been, or you know, more strict than they've ever been. And they're protecting the players better than they have ever ever have. And so you've got this perfect storm where, you know, being a big-bodied receiver, being a big receiver, has never been easier. Being a little receiver has never been easier. Being a receiver has never been easier. So I don't think Cortland Sutton is going to make the top five in the next couple years. But he's only he's only 24. So, which is actually a little old for some of the guys on this list. Because, like, over his first... Um, over his first couple years, right? He's 23 and 24 when he came in the league. But some of these guys were 21 and 22. So they've got more, you know, that you 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 like to see that more, right? I mean, they're putting up uh, as good or better numbers at, at a chronological lower age. So, you know, they've got more, you know, theoretically, they've got more time. So he's kind of old for this list. But still, I just we're comparing second year over second year. So I think it's going to be tough in the next couple years to crack the top five, just because, I mean, you've got, you've still got Julio. Okay. Michael Thomas still has Drew Brees. DeAndre Hopkins is in a new situation, but he just went to a better play caller. So he's going to be in a better offense than he's been in. Downgraded the QB. I like Deshaun Watson better than Kyler Murray, but downgraded the QB. Keenan Allen downgraded the QB. Mike Evans upgraded the QB. But then you've got Tyreek Hill, who's playing with the best quarterback in football. Um, Devontae Adams is is around this list. Jarvis Landry, Thielen, and Diggs. I think Diggs you can downgrade for reasons I've put into the into other podcasts. Thielen you can probably upgrade because there's no Diggs there anymore. So I think it's going to be tough for him to make the top five. But your, your question was potential. Yes, Huge potential. But I think when you look at, so you've got three names ahead of him, Josh Gordon, 
Calvin Johnson and Julio Jones that all laid claim to best receiver in the league at, at one point. But then you've got Jason Jackson and Sammy Watkins who didn't and really probably were never even in the conversation for top five. So it's going to be, it's a lot of this is going to be up to Drew Locke. And is he going to be able to get him the ball? And from there, it's up to Cortland Sutton. So I'm going to say it's going to be really hard for him to crack the top five, at least for the next, say, three years. Beyond that, so from his age 27 to age 30 season, that would be the time that I would maybe expect him to to creep up, partly because you've got guys like Julio that are going to age out. You know, Mike Evans has been in the league a couple of years. He's going to age out. You've got these, you've got these guys that are maybe not going to, um, you know, they'll they'll fall off a little bit as they get older, as they hit thirty. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Now his game will probably be fine, just because, you know, he's not a speed guy, anyways. But you know, the, these guys are going to hit thirty and they're going to start to trail off. So hope that answers your question. I'm high on Cortland Sutton, but I think I'm higher on the rest of the league, and we also don't know enough about Drew Locke to really make a claim. But if I had to, gun to my fucking head, I'm saying uh, no on the top five in the next, say, three years, and with the with the caveat that you know that 27 to 30 range for him could be a really sweet spot if he can keep this up. So, thanks for uh, thanks for your question. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.